Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the What If South Is Up podcast, where we talk about all the ups and downs of creating worlds from scratch and all the misadventures we experience along the way. In a nutshell, how to wing it like an author. My name is Derek Hall. I am the creator of the Crimson Prophecy series. Books one and two are available on Amazon, and there are a pair of companion novellas as well, The Trials of Tiarsis and Bearless. I'm here today with my ever-lovely co-host, Christina Extina Lefebvre. Oh, hello, everybody. And as he said, I'm Christina Lefebvre, and I'm in the middle of building my first world, a parallel Earth where colonization did not happen in the Americas. And in the process, I'm writing my first book, which has a working title of Cogs and Arrows. It leans towards native futurism, but is pretty much a speculative fiction book. Derek. What world-building problems have you encountered, or perhaps solved, since our last episode? I haven't solved anything. Um, (laughs) I never solve anything. I just wing it until it feels plausible and go from there. Um, I've got two problems on my plate right now. The first one is that I'm working on a new ultra-top-secret project in which I'm trying to build a dystopian cyberpunk world. And it's really difficult not to just fall into the usual cyberpunk matrix Blade Runner kind of tropes. Like, I I don't want it to feel recycled, but I also want it to fit the genre. And that's tricky to do. (laughs) And the second thing is that I'm trying to find a way to pass 10 years without making the story feel disjointed or like I just forgot to write a chunk of it. And that is beating me over the head. Um... It's a struggle. <laughs> I I bet it is. Um, but I just thought of something, although it's hard to do and I don't know that I could pull it off, is to write uh, dual timelines. Mm. Could do? I, mm. Mm. That, that feels like a brain twister that I don't want to deal with. Yeah, that's a brain twister. I feel like I you need have to, to make them. I feel like I need to go into a book planning for that. And that's not your modus operandi. Uh-uh. I mean, if I know that uh-uh. I'm intending to do it, it probably wouldn't be that hard. But starting yeah. 50k in and going, I need to do this new thing now is not going to go well. Yeah. Speaking of that, <laughs> yeah. So I've I've had to uh, redesign the first part of my book, but. That's not the question. The question's all about world-building problems. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest problems right now is the fact that on my on my world, I do have portals. And if you have the right magical ability, you're able to transport somebody um, from one location to another, very specific location. So the, the, the portal devices are like, um, they're, they're, they're made out of, uh, special kinds of stone. They're little platforms, and you stand on them. And the person with the ability has to know the proper name for the other portal, and then they can take somebody to that other that other um, location. Okay, cool. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I I like this idea. Um, it puts a lot of restrictions on it. You just can't bounce anywhere you want to. You have to know that name. The problem is, is that because this magic um is around i now have to figure out well why doesn't my main character and all her friends just use a portal to go to 
the university instead of having to take a sled there. And so I thought about limiting it to the person who can do the portaling, the magic person, uh-huh. can only do, he has to learn the process. You know, he can't just do it, mag- you know, he can't do it automatically. Like he can start with a, a goldfish and then he has to work up uh-huh. as his power get as his knowledge gets more powerful. Yeah. Um, but that puts things in the way. And um, so I'm just trying to, uh, right now, I'm just trying to figure out. So what I don't want to end up with is what happened with Lord of the Rings um, when um, everyone's saying, well, why didn't the giant eagles just take them from the beginning? Right? That's too so obvious. I don't, I don't want to start with, you know, I don't want to end up with, well, why didn't they just take portals to the university to begin with? So that's the problem I'm working on right now. Two things. Suggestions for this. Your portal guy can only take so many people a day and has met his quota and will meet his quota again because of people commuting or whatever. Or there is a limit to either the number of people that can be taken in a certain amount of time or um, the strength of the people. It's like there's one series that I read, I've, I've mentioned it a lot here, The He Who Fights With Monsters. There's lots of people with portal abilities, but th- the um, their ability to take other people with them is limited based on how strong those other people are, like their, their level, essentially, uh, or rank, I think is how they describe it. So there's an idea. Chew on that. Hate me later. No, yeah, all those things. Yeah. I, I'm totally chewing. I'm trying to decide on how I'm going to do this. But one one thing that I, I've added a couple sinister things and it sounds okay, but yeah, I just got to figure this out. Or maybe the maybe I, local portal <laughs> pad is broken. Yeah, well, but why don't they just slide to the next village and use that portal pad? Because there's one in every village. Because it's quicker and or closer to just go to the city? Which it's not. Which is why they need to use the portal in the first place. Well, fine. Or Hate slant. my ideas. That's fine. Yeah. See? <laughs> see? I'm in a conundrum. I, I get it. I've had to deal with a lot of things like that. Uh, so, what have you been reading or watching since our last episode? Um. So, since our last episode, well, first of all, there's been a, there's been a huge a lot. A huge a lot. There you go. It's been a huge a lot of cha- of changes in my life. Um, my husband and I have decided that we are going to retire to Albuquerque. I've made him quit his job so that we can dissolve our corporation. We can sell our Airbnbs and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe how much him not working has changed my everyday life right now. And I have had basically no time for anything. But I I will say that I have over the last couple of weeks watched um uh uh the end of fire fly lane mm. which is a, to- a total chick flick thing it's it was it was it, yeah brain candy as far as reading goes i'm i'm still trying to finish up a few things that i've mentioned before that i'm trying to finish up um uh so that i can um work on things that need to get work on and read things i want to read so and oh wait 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 let me stop 
I am actually reading right now uh, a book um, by Les Edgerton called Hooked, right? Fiction that grabs readers at page one and never lets them go. So it's basically a book about the opening scenes, the opening chapters Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I've read it before, but because I'm having to redo my act one, um, I'm rereading it again just to make sure I'm getting those good points in. Oh, that's completely fair. I've been known to reread books until I wear them out and then buy another copy and read it again. So. Yes. And you? Um, What have you been reading or watching? I haven't really been watching much. It's been mostly YouTube. And um, that's all over the place. I won't even try to explain that. And I'm still reading Will White's Cradle series. Moving along nicely, Same coming up on the final book that releases this month. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, you're a good guy. <laughs> I've just, I'm hooked on the series. I haven't read it for a few years and went back to it and forgot how good it was. So I, I, I definitely need to get more um, disciplined and read more. I have, I'm definitely hooked on the easy way to get my stories in, a.k.a. Netflix. <laughs> right. You know, I, I definitely need to work on um, being more disciplined about reading actual words and getting through my TBR. Honestly, I just, whenever I go to bed, I don't actually go to bed. I read myself to sleep every night, which is usually three or four chapters. Yeah, that's a good amount. I, I, I try, um, but... Because of my narcolepsy, once I lay down, mm-hmm. I'm done. So, so uh, uh, another question. Um, what are you drinking today? I am drinking the mostly empty liquor cabinet concoction right now. And that is huckleberry cream, coffee cream, and bourbon. Hmm. It's creamy. I think we can call it the huckleberry hound. Sure. It's creamy. It's very creamy. It's got a nice tingle to it. Uh, <laughs> what about you? I, I actually, I had a garage sale last weekend and I bought two bottles of vodka and um, a shit ton of lemonade. And the lemonade ran out at lunch today, not with vodka in it, but just ran out. Rude. And I messaged my husband and I said, bring me a mixer. I don't care what it is. So I'm drinking, what is it? Pineapple and orange with vodka. Nothing exciting. Hey. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Every week we like to share one sentence from our current work in progress, a single sentence, no context. Then we let you know if we're planning to keep it or if we have to watch our darling die. Christina, are you ready for darlings dead or alive? Of course. What do you have for me? All right. Here it is. Yes, but not before you figure out that to win, it's not the cog bot. You must defeat. Ooh. Is it dead or alive? Yes. It's dead. <laughs> oh, I hate dead darlings. Uh, it sucks so much. I mean, if if you knew the context, it's, it's kind of a cute... I mean, it, it, there's a lot of stuff figured put in that sentence, but had to go. Yeah. And you? Um, I have one from the Top Secret Project. Um, 
And that line is, which basically just meant that he was tall and that it was probably hard to find pants. You know, you're doing really well at describing people without <laughs> giving us a photo image. You, 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 I, you, this is something you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. As a tall person, I didn't have to dig too much to come up with that description. It don't matter how it came about. You're still using it. Uh, yeah, this new project has a very unique voice to it, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It is not something I've done before, but it's going really well. Good. All right. Now, on to the point of the show, and on to our favorite game. Each week, we roll a d20, which helps us randomly choose from our perpetual list of 20 scenarios. And then we talk about how it would affect our made-up ad hoc worlds. Are you ready? Sure. What you got? All right, number six. What if flowers could communicate? So is this like a fly-on-the-wall kind of thing? I don't know. It's your question. So what if flowers could talk? What would they say? Because flowers can communicate. With each other. Yeah. Are you talking about flowers being able to communicate with people or? Yeah, kind of like a wonder, uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland kind of thing, you know? Oh, dear God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you step on the wrong one and they yell at you. Good times. Good times. Um, I feel like your culture, depending largely on natural resources, would have a whole different outlook on things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Which I haven't considered yet for my world. I mean, one of my species is plant-based, basically tree-based. I am good. Um, but nothing like roots, Aww. sorry, and nothing like the ants. Eh, nothing like those. Uh, but I think it's an interesting concept. And maybe they don't use actual words like Alice in Wonderland. But what if we could get information from the flowers, like a storm is coming or, you know, my soil needs this, you know, mm-hmm. um, it'd be it'd be fun. It'd be interesting. I We would take agriculture, uh, you know, totally in a different I mean, uh, way more seriously, I think. I don't think there'd be such a thing as a vegan if plants could talk. Probably not. I mean, one of the biggest arguments for vegans is that, you know, you want, you shouldn't kill something that's, they know Don't they're alive. Don't kill anything with a face. Yeah, basically. But what if flowers could communicate in a way that we understood? So I, I just literally think that, literally think, of course I literally think, I don't think abstractly. Yes, I do. I think abstractly. Mm-hmm. I think that um, if vegans could hear vegetables communicate with emotions and feelings and understanding of the world, there would be no such thing as vegan. Right. That was my only point. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um, I I could see it being an interesting matter to try to chop firewood or burn firewood. You'd end up most likely just collecting dead wood, but then you're burning corpses and that gets weird. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It'd have to be, they'd have to be treated just like you treat how you humanely treat farm animals, uh not... The way Tyson treats farm animals. But at the same time, how do you 
chop down a tree with an axe if it's screaming at you the whole time. Uh, give it a shot of a morphine? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> morphine is There'd good stuff, invent- but I don't know if it works on trees. There'd be an invention of tree morphine? Mm-hmm. Uh, figure something out. I don't know. Um, in my world, I feel like it'd be kind of a just another layer. Honestly, because I have lots of stuff going on. I think you've read a pretty good chunk of my, uh, <laughs> my books. Um, I have lots of fantasy races. It wouldn't be too far-fetched to come to a place where the plants are talking to you. Um, and then being faced with that decision as well. <laughs> um, really, I don't know that... A whole lot would change that we haven't mentioned. Like gathering firewood would be a different endeavor. Endeavor, agriculture would be a different endeavor. Food would be quite different. Um, just because you know, if you're having conversations with your livestock, do you really want to off them and eat them? So I think that if this were going to happen in my world. I would create it so that only a certain species of plants mm-hmm. and or flowers would be able to communicate and not all plants. Yeah, that makes things better. Um, I, I, Yeah. Because if all plants could communicate, why wouldn't all animals be able to communicate? Right. So I think that would just get too confusing and way too, as I mentioned earlier, Alice in Wonderland-ish. Yeah. So- if if I was going to pursue this, or someone said this is something you have to have in your mm. book, I would I'd make it a, a very special species, like a fairy species kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if freaking deer walked up and started talking to you, I probably wouldn't be hunting deer. I'd hunt something else. So <laughs> it uh, it makes sense. Like if if you limit it in that way, it makes it a lot easier to deal with. But if you leave it open-ended and broad you're just sort of societally screwed <laughs> i mean i i like the idea of a you know a a, a baby groot flower right oh yeah that that is you is kept as a pet yeah sure but i'm thinking more along the lines of these you know little tiny plant people that are, are just another race that uh-huh. you can or or species that you can that have jobs in in society. I mean, maybe these little plant people are, weed their own gardens. I don't know. <laughs> are they mobile? Do they get up and skitter um, around on their roots, or this is this is what's in my head right now? Sure, they're totally mobile. Okay, you know, maybe they like they like a gopher that can move through the dirt, not walk on it. I don't know. Hmm, that's an idea. That's where my head goes when I talk. Start thinking about uh, talking flowers. Yeah, my head, I hear talking flowers and I see all the plants and flowers exactly as they are, but they yell at you when you try to mow the lawn. Um, I mean, right now I'm actually picturing a a big, huge daisy um, sta- uh, standing in a pot in front of a, a classroom at a college and he's giving a, a, a talk on soil... Uh, viability <laughs> to a, a class full of students who are trying to learn to be farmers. I mean, that's what I'm picturing. Well, welcome in my to head. Ag Ed. Exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. I feel like I need to draw that now. 
Um, I want a daisy with glasses, Professor Glasses. That 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 okay. could probably be achieved. Um, oh gosh, that's hilarious. That that's an image right there. And he has a laser pointer. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, I was picturing like the long wooden stick slapping against the blackboard. You know. <laughs> Me too. I was too. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to be 21st century. Get a laser it. pointer. But yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely the large stick thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the wooden stick with one end wrapped in leaves, just thwacking against the chalkboard. Oh. Well, I'm I'm going to have weird dreams tonight. Um. Yeah, I. For, for me, like, I just see the plants that are already there being sentient, which causes all sorts of issues. Um, so, you're much more creative on that front than I am. Alright guys, this episode has been fraught with a ton of technical difficulties, and our little conversation was short but fun. Um, if you are a world builder, newbie or not, and would like to be on the show, we would love to have you. That includes our D&D, tabletop RPG game masters, writers, authors, anyone who creates worlds. You can let us know by going to our website, whatifsouthisup.com, and leaving us a message, or you can reach us through our Facebook page. As always, we are interested in your what-if questions to add to our list. If the world has something if your world has something interesting about it and you'd like to pose it to us and see how it plays out in our worlds, we would love to hear from you. Extina is missing at the moment due to internet problems, but she can be found online at uniquelyextina.com and on just about all the socials as Uniquely Extina. I'm Derek Hall and I can be found at DerekHallAuthor.com. But you can also find me as D Hall Author on the Clock app, Facebook, and just about anywhere else. So we're going to apologize for our difficulties. Hopefully we will have that sorted out by next time, and we will see you again on What If South Is Up. <laughs> <laughs>